Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the sound effect laden, usually serviceable, hopelessly miscast podcast here from your friends at GCT. This We're taping this on a Friday afternoon. Uh, so, you know, we're just hanging. We got Brian. Hello. And we got Christina. Hello. And we have our newest member to the team, Robin. Hi. So she's a little verklempt today. She's having a uh, bit of a busy week. So we're going to try to keep her on point. Right, people buy paper. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You'll have your moment. So don't worry. Um, so we're in the month of December, obviously. And um, we did some features for Halloween. We did some movie reviews and stuff like that. We can't do musical and play reviews of anything new because thanks to the pandemic, we're getting no new real content that's theater related. But uh, to kind of get along the theme of December holiday time frame, um, you know, I figured we, we would we'll do we'll probably do a couple movie reviews. But first off, just wanted to kind of let's get into the spirit a little bit shall we and since we love to say what's not right about the world instead of what is right um and i haven't prepped these guys for this so i realize this could be off the cuff but everybody's got an answer to this at least a handful of answers you must so um i was going to ask you guys let's start with movies because again we don't have a lot of theater to go on but i'll develop a more full-fledged feature for our next pod so what would you guys rate as in your mind the worst Christmas movies of all time? Oh. Uh, Polar Expressed. Okay. That's I, I'm not a fan of that one either. Hate it. I think it's just weird and kind of creepy in some ways. Wait, can I make a guess that Brian's gonna say he doesn't like any Christmas movies? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Am I right? What, what am I gonna say? I didn't think I, I I think you're gonna say that you don't like Christmas movies. Oh, I wasn't gonna say that at all. Oh, oh. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, cats. Sure. It's a terrible Christmas movie. <laughs> cats. Does that even count? Is yeah. Cats no. a Christmas show? No. <laughs> Doesn't. Okay. It's just terrible. If you watch it at Christmas, you're awful. You shouldn't do it. Cats. Cats is my vote. Should, like, there's no like good day to watch cats. already no good day <laughs> we're already off the rails yeah exactly i mean i'll say that for me any tim allen christmas movie is right up there as oh. i won't watch it what you yeah. don't like the clothes no i do not oh. nor, nor do i like christmas with the cranks oh. oh i've never seen that one but i my most shameful secret is that i'm obsessed with the santa claus I love the Santa Claus. I, I, uh, I, I, I do too. I feel ashamed about it, but I definitely um, love it. Not ashamed should, enough to not admit it. So. I love all of it. Everything about it. I love the so are little, you, yeah. Are you a big Christmas sap? Is that what you're saying? No, but I like that movie. Would, do you like all three of them? Uh, the Polar Express, No. No, not the no, Polar the Express. The three Santa oh. Claus movies. You know there's three of them, right? Yeah, yes, yes. and they're really ups- the t- Absolutely other two not. So I don't understand. No, the f- one was fine, and then two where he's got to get a wife, and then three 
he's got to get his sister alive. I don't know what it, I can't remember the third one with like Jack Frost. No, first one, fine, stop. Yeah. Scott Calvin and his red PJs. That's the one I like. Scott yeah. Calvin and his red PJs. Well, going deep into the canon there, aren't you? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I discovered so, recently that there is like a weird underbelly of the internet that's like extremely obsessed with the Santa Claus franchise. And uh, there are all of these forums. Is there fanfic? It is a caveat of uh, humanity that I just didn't need to know about. It's, yeah. It's real good. There's so many weird fan theories and then like all these petitions to get a Santa Claus 4 movie and they're like stipulations oh with them. It's so funny. It's so funny. No. Um, I'm not uh, that obsessed. Just yeah. clear the air. <laughs> well, that's, well, that crowd's going to be coming from my head, I guess, but I, you know, I don't want to know them. That's okay. No one does. Right. So Brian, since Christina guessed wrong, what, yeah, what so movies other than cats do you not like at Christmas? Uh, Annie. Annie, I don't like. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that's a, technically. I guess that's a Christmas movie, right? Yeah. It's yeah, it's so. not, but it it that's that's a it's one of those weird plays that are Christmas plays or movies yeah. that are Christmas movies but aren't really Christmas related. Like Die Hard? Oh, don't even start. No, I knew someone was going to go there. And you brought this up. <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay. It's absolutely not. It is a Christmas movie. Literally none of the it has a It has a Christmas song that was contemporary. It has a giant Christmas tree in it. He says ho, ho, ho when he kills somebody. I mean, there's all these Christmas motifs. None of those are plot related. Sure they it's are. Like, um, now it's I like have a machine difference. gun. Ho, ho, ho. How is that not plot related? It's literally not. Uh, Kill it's, the guy. It's, it's like the difference between a play with music and a musical. Like sometimes uh, the play has music in it, but it's not a musical. Yeah, I will agree to disagree on this one. Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Die Hard 2 is not a good movie at all. It's a very hipster move of you, though. Well, it's, it, it youngens you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need lots of things to young and at this point in my life, so I'll take that. <laughs> um, you know, I actually uh, was talking to an uncle of mine at Thanksgiving on a uh, WebEx call, and he was telling me, we, were we got on the subject of Christmas movies. That's kind of what spurred this discussion, because he told me that since he was a kid, and he's in his late 60s, uh, he said his parents adored the movie White Christmas and he can't stand it. He's like, I hate that movie. And I said, well, it sounds like you've had to see it a hundred times. He's like, no, they only made me watch it once or twice. He said, but that movie is awful. It's horrible. It's like, well, it's not that bad. I mean, it, it, it kind of is, but yeah, it's bad, but it's it bad too. in a old Bing Crosby, Danny Kay kind of way. I mean, it, it's. I I would rather sit and watch that than the Santa Claus. Hmm. Well, it's shorter. So, oh, here comes the U, UPS man, by the way. Oh, of course. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, talk amongst yourselves while this happens. 
and get my mask on here. You guys play Among Us? Is that like a thing anyone? Scott. Not children. Okay. Oh my god. No. What is that? That sounds like a fifth grade, a five-year-old recorder class with kazoo. <laughs> <Like shitty fluted. laughs> Silent night. Shitty fluted. Yeah. Yes. There's a whole. They have a whole Christmas playlist. Uh, okay. You want to hear? Who taught you shitty flute? How do we un? How do we unsee it? Yeah. I don't think it's possible. Especially not for Brian. <laughs> nope. So, <laughs> Too late. I mean, free again. He's still on that one. So shitty flute's not going anywhere. Uh, speaking, yeah. they have uh, Bing Crosby's White Christmas. <laughs> 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 we can play that at the end of the podcast. I'll send, I'll send, that'll fair be our enough. exit music today. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, okay, so let's move on. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, Let's finish the bracketology we started last time. Wait, do I get so, to say my least favorite movie? Oh, I thought you did. I'm sorry. No. Oh, please, remember. you have the floor. Honestly, how dare you? I know. I'm, I'm not too bright. So. Um, love Actually. That's pretty bad. Oh, huh? yeah. Yeah. I agree. Thanks. So. You know, that ranks right up there with like that Four Christmases movie with Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. That movie was yeah. god awful. So yeah, I'd put Love Actually right in that group. Thank you. I'm glad I could contribute something y'all agree with. Yay. Hi. Yep. yep. You haven't seen uh, Christmas at Graceland 2? Oh, God. <laughs> I saw the first one. Oh, God, no. Unfortunately, but did all of y'all get those two hours people, back. Did y'all all know people that went down and were in it, either as extras or whatever? Yes. I guess yeah. I probably do. I just don't know they did it. Uh, I did too. I'm married to one that did. There you go. <laughs> wow. Saw her in the movie and married her. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I'm married well, to Kelly Pickler. Who knew? Yeah, <gasps> oh, right. I see. Did she sing for you that god-awful version of a song she did in the first one? When she's telling her daughter uh, to go to sleep? That's the moment I remember from the movie. Uh, it's pretty bad. I, uh... I didn't. I. I don't. I didn't watch it. I don't know that song. Okay. Well, I'm sure I could mean, find it. Do you mean I should tell Rachel you didn't watch and look for her? Mm, she knows. She knows I didn't watch that. <laughs> did she watch Uncourt? Yes. Yes, she did. Wow. Did she comment? I, no. It was I, quite I, quite silent acting, after we watched that movie. Your acting was superb in that. Superb. Don't worry, nobody's well, listening to this, so they're not going to know, know not, to go look for it. It's not the acting that was the issue. Yeah, there's Boy. another story there, Robin. You need to, we'll tell that yeah. off air. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Just know that Brian, in terms of that movie, Brian is way up here and Rachel's way down here. So, I dig ya, dig ya. Which meant she had to knock him back a peg or two. So. Okay. Yeah. Deservedly so, but yeah. Oh, come on. Don't 
don't be modest. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, we'll move on from that. So finishing our worst ideas for a sequel bracketology. Hmm. Oh. So remember, we had one bracket that was non-musicals and one that was musicals. Uh, and these could be in movie form, you know, theatrical form, whatever. And, and so, just to refresh my recollection, we're picking the absolute worst thing ever to make a sequel to. Yeah, just like the okay. worst idea. So it okay. The movie could have done, you know, or the whatever it is, it could have done very financially well. A lot of these didn't. I can't imagine. Um, but it's what you think the worst idea of any of these is. So, in our matchups, and again, these are the non-musicals. So the one versus five, which is now we're in the semifinals of the non-musicals, it was Staying Alive was the one seed versus the five seed, Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. <clears throat> and Staying Alive, for any of you youngins that might be listening or not listening, is the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. That's right. So And uh, had music uh, featured by Frank Stallone, Sly's brother. I would I would think the worst watch would be Saturday night. You mean staying alive? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Stay the sequel just... <laughs> so ladies, what do you think? Worst idea for a sequel of those two? I mean, I think I said this last time, but you can't pay me to watch Paul Blart. One, two, five, ten. I don't want to watch any of them. Without like a heavy sedative. Yeah, I mean, neither one of these is a great choice to wa- have to watch. Yeah, yeah I just. What about I you, Can't Robin? imagine anything worse. I'm gonna go with Paul Blart being worse choice than Disco. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I. Uh, this one was actually tougher for me than some of the others because the Paul Blart is clearly a cash grab. Because the first one apparently did well at the box office. Staying Alive in the moment was, I think, five years later than the original movie. And it was, I mean, I remember my older sister was 12 or 13 at the time and bought the poster, wanted to go see it. And even my mom took her to see it because my mom said, I want to see the continuation of the Tony Monero story of Saturday Night Fever. Um, and I had not watched either one of them until I got to be an, an adult. I watched Saturday Night Fever, and I'm like, I'm not subjecting myself to staying alive. I don't care how good it might be. But I understand the idea of doing staying alive because Saturday Night Fever was a big hit and put Travolta on the map along with Welcome Back, Cotter, and Grease. So I'm going to go with Paul Blart was the worst idea. Because how much Kevin James do we really need in our lives? None. Zero percent. So Paul, the five seed <laughs> takes down the one in an upset. So now we have the number two versus number six in the other semifinal. And this is number two, Return to the Blue Lagoon versus Son of the Mask. Mm. I mean, this is a target-rich environment here. What was the mask? Home Alone 2 versus The Mask. No. All right. Is your audio <laughs> coming through? 
I'm sorry. I, I are heard you, the are mask. Are you conducting a work meeting while you do this? I swear I'm not. Son of the Mask versus Return to the Blue Lagoon. Oh, that's right. So, so exactly like Home Alone 2, but not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't need no Jamie. <laughs> yeah, there were people that got lost in Return to the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> the worst one for me is the mask. There's eye candy the in the one would assume. Unless and it's Blue Lagoon, the geriatric year. Return to the Blue Lagoon, Ooh. there's eye candy? I think they were teenagers, Robin. Mm. I'm sure they were paid <laughs> like they were 18. Um. I'm, I'm going to move on from that. I'm going to say that so even though, I mean, you guys have already called it for Son of the Mask is a worse idea. To me, Return to the Blue Lagoon is a worse idea of the two. Because, again, the mask did well. <clears throat> Son of the Mask. I don't know why they thought Jamie Kennedy was going to bring a lot of box office cred, but Return to the Blue Lagoon. I mean, the first one was creepy. The idea, the storyline is creepy. Why did you have to go back and do it again <laughs> with two different people? I mean, Fair point. if the two original, if Brooke Shields and whatever, Christopher, I can't remember his last name. They were in the first one decided, you know what, we're going to vacation at our old island 10 years later. I'd buy that before I'd buy two more teenagers getting shipwrecked on another island. And having I this think your point, though, thing. that um, to your point about the age, they were underage in the first one. They yeah. had grown up by the second one. So you, are you saying you've seen the second one? No, I just googled it on my phone. Because <laughs> I haven't watched, the, I haven't watched the second one. I'll say that, but I, okay. I mean, I, I understand, but it's are you is the whole thing then? Since you're looking at it, did they get shipwrecked again? No, it's ten years later when they are twenty-two and twenty, and someone. No, this is all just stupid. I'm going to go with the mask too now that I read it. Yeah. Okay, well, Son of the Mask wins. So now it's down to the final, which is Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 versus Son of the Mask. I mean, oh, this is man. the poo-poo platter of Oof. bad sequels, bad number two sequels. Son of the Mask. Yeah, Son of the Mask. I still would rather watch that than Paul Blart. I mean, I'm going to say Son of the Mask because at least Paul Blart still had the first Paul Blart in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Son of the Mask. Uh, no. that's, that's a very valid point, and it also strengthens my point. <laughs> of, I it never want to watch Kevin James. It's both. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> that's I a good point as well. So now we'll move on to the musicals. And the much to my chagrin, the number one was knocked out in the first round. So... The so number funny. eight seed takes on the number four. The number eight seed is the best little whorehouse goes public versus number four, Monday After the Miracle, which I think made Brian's head implode when we talked about The Miracle Worker had a sequel. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I was like, what is this? And some people actually consider it a quasi-musical. So that's why it's in this list. That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, really something 
So, yeah, you got to choose one, though, guys. I know they're both awful, but. Um, oh, Miracle. Monday Miracle. Miracle on Monday. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. 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 What about you, Robin? Is it a clean sweep? Yeah. I might have to go with that. Yeah. Monday after Miracle. I No. I just I don't see it. So now we have the number two versus number three. The number three, Bring Back Birdie versus <laughs> the immortal classic set on Coney Island, Love Never Dies. Birdie. Yeah, Birdie's worse. I mean, I watched Love Never Dies and found yeah. at least it's a at moment least or two. I didn't hate it. In it. Yeah. You know what's sad is that Roland, loves, Roland loved Love Never Dies. A lot of people do. Yeah. I mean, he loved Phantom. I'm like, I'm glad at age four, we took you to see a show about, you know, manipulating women and all that. Kidnapping. Great yeah. And then you loved, and then you loved the show where clearly there were other things going on too. So yeah, yeah my son, everybody. So Robin, what'd you vote? Yeah. Love never dies. Okay. I mean, that's, I, but we, we can't break ties. So bring back birdie wins then. Oh, there you go. So now it's down to the final Monday after the miracle versus bring Monday back after birdie. the miracle. That's the worst idea yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Or anything. I mean, <laughs> nothing can beat that. Right. Like, yeah, I don't. And it was, I I remember after our conversation last time and we introduced this, I really and truly thought y'all were lying. Nah. This was real. Yes. But when you Google it, what's interesting is on YouTube, it can be streamed as Monday after the miracle. And in brackets, it says rare sequel. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, it is so rare that only a few bootlegged copies on YouTube exist because everyone wants to forget. Yeah, I mean, would you, would you, for some twisted reason, if you actually went to that show, do you save your ticket stub all these years or the playbill? I keep all my playbills, so yeah, I'd probably still have it. Yeah. It depends yeah. on how much I paid for the ticket, maybe. If I want to be reminded of what else I could have done with that money. Well, maybe we <laughs> should do that as a student production next uh, July, August. There you go. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> we might be looking for a new education director and director maybe. of the show. So, yeah. uh, so now it's I mean, time for the all-star. You yeah. could do it in rep with a miracle worker. Oh, that's true. Oh my God. Act one imagine? and act two. Yeah. The junior versions, <laughs> <laughs> you know, then it's like Monday morning after the miracle. <laughs> you just, you only do a part of the day. Yeah. So now it's time for the all-star game. It's son of the mask versus Monday after the miracle, which one Monday would you after the miracle. Watch <laughs> Monday after the miracle. So yeah, Monday after the miracle, a love story. That's correct. I don't want to see that. Man. You didn't even want to watch the bootleg copy. 
Maybe we can Man. put that up on the big screen here in the theater at some point. Ooh. If we had one. If yeah. We had one. So, Christine, are you going to break and say son of the mask or? No. <laughs> I didn't take care. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so Monday After the Miracle wins the, the prize for being the worst idea of a sequel in this yep. way. At least. So good Absolutely. job, Monday After the Miracle. Great idea. Um, so now let's move on to uh, part two of cringeworthy audition stories. And as I prefaced oh. this yesterday, oh, no, you know, there's every, more. Uh, yeah, oh, there's a lot. Um, so I'm just cutting it down to a few. There's, uh, you know, every, everybody who's done, you know, enough theater, music, anything you have to audition for that's, especially it's creative, but job interviews could be this way too. You know, you could have some nightmare moment where you just remember it in your mind because failures tend to stick in your mind more than successes just because they're, they evoke such negative memories and such. They also evoke a lot of emotions from other people. So here's the first one. This is a short one. It's called The Hilarious Kick. During the dance portion of my audition, I kicked some girl in the face apologized but then fell over laughing because i couldn't control myself yeah i didn't get that part <laughs> so i think brian was the anonymous author of that one <laughs> because he Seems loves like dance auditions <laughs> i love them so much <laughs> uh, so i can only one. dance with a cthulhu mask on so <laughs> well we know some people who are good at that. That's true. I don't. Yeah. Know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> never, never seen it. Don't want to. That's right. So <laughs> here's the next one. This is a little more involved. It's called The Flying Chair. So you can kind of guess where it's going. So for my audition, I had to memorize two monologues, one by Shakespeare and a contemporary one of our own choosing. So I chose to do a dramatic monologue since the Shakespeare one was a, was a romantic one. In the monologue, I had to get angry and throw a chair off stage. The problem yeah, was actually. there was a line of people who were waiting to audition themselves. Long story short, I threw it too hard and someone got nailed in the face with a flying chair. I didn't get that part. Oh, well. I mean, you shouldn't. No, there's no reason. For assault. You I, if someone came into my audition and threw a chair in their monologue, I, I don't know what I would do. You, there's no reason you have to do that. Yeah. And someone Unless would say, I had to do it. <laughs> you literally didn't have to do it. Yeah. Unless you have a line that says, look at me, throw this chair. I don't know. I mean, like, there's no reason. You know, Christina, do you just sit there in kind of a shock and awe until they walk out? Um, I, I just like, how would you react? You know, it's funny. I think about I'm in, not obviously in professional theater, so I make my money in corporate America. And there are times where people do the equivalent in a conversation yeah. or meeting of throwing a chair. Yeah. And, you know, so frequently just in the moment, I, I am just all like in my head going, what in the actual is happening? I think, a, I think that's when we do a nice thank you. 
and then they can just leave. Don't call us. We'll call you. Thank you. Thanks <laughs> hey. for that. Bye. <laughs> I know, Bye like, forever. <laughs> thanks, Gold. That was weird. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Don't come back to the theater. <laughs> So that's what that means. I've heard a lot of that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's my go away. Thank you. Thank you. So here's the next one. And Brian, you'll appreciate this one at least. This one's called The Dancer. I went to a theater I've never been to before where everyone else at the audition had been clearly taking dance lessons for years. At the dance audition, in the midst of trying to figure it out and everyone else moving flawlessly, I tripped and fell and sprained my ankle. I was on the ground crying while no one made any acknowledgement of my existence at all. <laughs> Needless to say, I did not get the part. Yeah, that's rough. That's, yeah. Uh, that's kind of a snobby theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and obviously one that's not concerned about safety and potential lawsuits yeah yeah valid probably yeah i think the stage stage manager should be sprinting over to them to make sure they're okay yeah for liability reasons if not general decency i can't imagine just like proceeding to dance if the person next to me has fallen also yeah i agree oh uh, so here's another one that's dance audition uh, so this one time I was in the middle of a dance audition and was doing the routine, but I didn't have the right shoes. So when I went to jump, I slipped and fell into a full middle split. <laughs> Would have been cool if I could actually do a middle split. I ended up at the doctor's. Oof. Yeah. Oof. How does that feel, huh? I don't think it feels things. Yeah. I don't want to experience that. Maybe they liked it though. Maybe it got them apart. Yeah, it doesn't say whether whether they got the part or not. Same. <laughs> so very well could have been way to sacrifice your body. You now get to play the cripple. So, so here's the last one. This is called the tap dancer. This one makes me laugh. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's brutal, but it makes me laugh. It was I was at a tap dance call. The guy uh, had, and man, yeah. This guy in front of me had clearly never tap danced in his life. He was flopping around and had no idea what was going on. The instructor stops and says, okay, let's do it again, only this time better. So the music starts up and the guy keeps flinging his arms out and trying to keep up. The music stops again. The instructor walks over hands the guy his headshot and says, here, keep this. I know it must be expensive. <laughs> Seems needlessly mean. Yeah. It's very cold. Yeah, that's pretty rough. I mean, I'm always kind of mesmerized by people that can't just be kind. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> I don't know. How hard yeah, is it, it just to be to be like, thank you. There is a better way to handle that. Like a hundred, like a hundred better ways. I have no so. patience. Well, that brings up even uh, an interesting question. Why do theaters make you bring a headshot every time? I've never uh, understood that, frankly. Well, I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, I think it just depends on how many people are going to be at your audition. 
Yeah. But um, I can say when I have like 175 kids audition at Riverdale, if I don't have a headshot on of who the hell they are after. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I just I remember mean, going like, cleaning I out our... To, yeah. I remember cleaning out our audition um, cabinet. Yeah. And there's like 10 and 15 headshots of the same people. I'm like, we wasted a whole lot of people's money and they're just sitting in this cabinet. Yeah. Maybe we can sell them back to them. Yeah, at a discount. <laughs> right. Garage sale, headshots available. Oh, uh-oh. Uh, want my old headshots falling into like weird hands. Personally. <laughs> That's I don't a great cons- point. I do not consent to the sale. Well, Brian and I don't have to worry it's about that. I think, now. You, I think you guys would. We would not. Okay. Nobody but wants our know, headshots. <laughs> you know, expect... Yeah, you expect at least what's so funny is casting in, in theater and film is the last play is, is the last, I guess, um, area where looks actually matter or they, or that you make judgments based on looks. Maybe they don't yeah. matter. But you make judgment based on looks. You know, if I ask someone, um, so often you try to put names with faces when you interview and recruit in corporate America and, you know, you, no one puts their picture on their resume. Yeah. You know, um, you, you don't want to have to, you don't want to have any unconscious bias of even trying to figure out what is someone's age, race, sex, sexual orientation, you know, all those protected yeah. classes. But what's, what's so horrible is all you have to do is Google and then their pictures are right there on social media or LinkedIn. So you know exactly what you're, um, you know, yeah. who, who's. Um, so it's almost like I get it. I get the headshot thing if you're making decisions based on on appearance because it's requirement for the art. Uh, but at the same time, I like to have someone's face just so I remember who the heck they are. Yeah, that is precisely why I have to have them. Right. Well, one thing, uh, <laughs> this is an interesting point. I mean, Christina, obviously, most of the time, I mean, you're you're casting for kid shows. I mean, I, so with a kid, I mean, I, it, this would be an obvious thing to me, but with adults, it's the same thing. And I mean, we joke about it around here, but you know, I, I can say that, you know, when I, I've never gone and done a professional headshot, I'll say that because I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not serious enough into it to do it, but I totally get why people do. And like when my older son was doing theater seriously, we had a professional headshot made. However, obviously in the case of a of a young one but when you get to adulthood when people walk in with a 10 15 year old headshot uh, you know i i've never really heard i'm sure that there's discussion when people aren't in the room but i i would have to imagine at some point somebody's dropped a headshot and somebody at the audition table has openly said wow this is dated or something like that i mean oh yeah so, <laughs> I, I mean, I just, it's kind of like, to me, I guess this is not apples to apples for sure, but like Robin was talking about with job interviews, I mean, I I used to hire a lot for a call center, for call center positions, and I would get resumes probably 20% of the time, if not more, where someone had obviously given me a resume that was two, three, five years old. Because it didn't even, they would tell me in the interview, oh, I lost my job. 
and you'd look and it would say from 2000, whatever to present, they're working in that job. And I would specifically ask them, are you still working that job? And they would say, yeah, I am. Or no, I'm not. And it would contradict what's on the resume. Mm -hmm. And so with a headshot, it's kind of hard to say, no, that's, you know, I had a headshot made recently. When you see someone who like, you know, let's take someone like me who, if you saw my headshot, if I'd had a headshot made when I was 25, I had a fuller head of hair. I definitely had less pounds on my frame. So it would have been, this clearly doesn't look like you currently. It's not even close. So, I mean, yeah. and I, I have seen examples where kids of, go right. and, they, and in they these days like of an, eight, an eight years an old app. headshot. <laughs> Yeah, no one, everyone cannot look like their picture now, regardless of when it was taken. Yeah. You know, you, you, you touched on something, Paul, I just want to hear from Brian and uh, Christina on, you know, a gap in resume, uh, a gap in someone's experience, acting, not acting, professional, you know, corporate or whatever we call this non-theater jobs. Um, I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. No. Oh, I don't either. No, absolutely not. No. Oh, I if just... I came and auditioned for something at the theater right now, you would see that the last thing I did was in 1999, I think. Yeah, that was well, yeah. With, yeah, with theater, I think. You know, I think it's a little bit different with theater and like hiring in the corporate world because yeah. I know in the corporate world, I don't honestly, I don't really care that someone has a gap in employment. I just want them to be. I've had people who clearly are not honest with me about why they have a gap mm -hmm. in employment. I just well, want you know, if I ask, I want them to say, <laughs> "I hey, I've been out of work. I lost my job." Yeah. I just mean, say God, that. that it, the fact that people have feel like that's something to be ashamed of in, in this job market is so bizarre. Yeah. And with acting, well, and I, I would say it's, it, it's the a thing, thing of, yeah, why would you, I don't understand why someone would feel shame in saying, I mean, Robin, if you walked into an audition today and said, and they said, so you haven't acted since 99. If you said, yeah, I just, I got busy with my career or, yeah. I had a family or we moved around. Or like, I just didn't want to do it for a while. And it's yeah. not really anyone's business. Why? I took a hiatus. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm literally only concerned with what people do in their audition, frankly. I mean, that said, I would fully I believe. Resume. Yeah, I would fully believe. And I'm not, I, I'm not saying I have money in mind because I don't. I would fully believe there is a small group, if not larger than small, group of directors and production staff who would see a gap like that and say, Oh, don't want them. Oh, they must sure. not have been doing theater because they didn't get picked or they're not good or something like that. So that makes me just as upset as when you prejudge based off of that kind of stuff. Well, somebody right. really wants to talk to this theater. Well, take uh, that and take Redwood money. City, California. Sorry. No, the other thing, I, I guess with that, because you're going to always have people that are in different phases of their lives. Um, and it's interesting to, to say, you know, all are welcome. 
And we do that at, at Germantown Community Theater. Yeah. Um, yes. And, you know, it's kind of like even Christina with what you're managing right now. God bless you. Um, <laughs> but everything that you're managing right now, it's like, Henry, we didn't, his, his head shop's due today for, for the program that, uh, that Christina's mounting and, and, uh, you know, we didn't have time to go do anything and it's COVID and his hair had been cut, but I'm like, his head shop's going to go in the program to be seen by the same 30 people. Yep. So yep. we took a one. It's an ironic shot. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> I, I was kind great. of hoping you'd say that it's going to be like him in a Santa hat or something. Um, he is in front of the tree. Oh, but, heck you know, yes. So it's, it's little stuff like that. And I, I feel like one thing that, that this whole COVID experience has given me with regards to a journey and empathy is who cares about some of the crap we worried about before? God, Got that right. For real. Yeah. You know, who cares about whether or not the, my headshot was, you know, face tuned to remove that zit? Yeah. Or who cares if I, my hair was a little bit off and this, that, and the other? Um, so it, it's been good in that regard. You recognize just. Yes, what's what's important? Yeah. Yep. Superficial concerns are such. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one last one I was going to give you guys, and then we'll move on. So. Is this uh, stuff? What's that? Are these still the casting stories? <laughs> We're at audition horror stories. This is the last one. Oh my God. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, this website has hundreds. So here's another one that I liked. That's why I thought it was funny. I know Brian can relate to this one too. This is called the intimate audition. I was auditioning for the part of a female lead who was supposed to be deaf. I got the times confused and was so late. The casting director was waiting for me. Well, there's your first problem. My scene partner ended up being this incredibly gorgeous guy. i had only heard of. He was the stuff of urban legend locally. Basically, I was making up sign language as I went along and accidentally grabbed his crotch and everything was awful. That's awesome. So the oh, sign language included what? a crotch grab. There's a lot what of problems. Here? First off, let's go back to Brian can relate to this. I'm sorry. How? <laughs> Who? Oh, no. Wait, no. Why? This, this story... Uh, just seems completely fake. And it just it does. <laughs> and if it's not fake, this person is problematic as hell. Yeah, it seems a little fabricated. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. Hmm. So is that why Brian can relate because of the fabrication? No, he can relate because he's tried out for female leads. Oh, I see. He's big in a kabuki, so. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> he's not. I'm just kidding. The three of you who are listening, and that counts uh, all three of us here. I'm not, so, I don't anyway, to anything. moving on to uh, this is 
my usual crazy theater story feature, and it's a short one because we've had a bunch of others. So this is called Keeping Up Appearances from location Funny Theater USA. Uh, I am working a children's show at this theater, and this woman is helping a child with special needs. I'm closing the theater when she comes running up to me. Woman says, I think I left my phone inside the theater. Can I just go check? I let her inside. We begin looking where she'd been sitting. Neither of us can find it. At this point, she is on her knees, sitting up, digging through her pockets. and says, where the hell could it have dot, dot, dot. She freezes, pulls her phone out of her pocket, looks at it, and then throws it under a seat. She then bends over and grabs it. I found it. Thank you so much. I say, laughing under my breath, you're welcome. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. So, why is it that... Well, why is, I mean, you know what this story made me think of is why is it that we're so afraid to admit I screwed up. The phone was in my pocket the whole time. I don't know. I, I worry for that person's mental health. If, if they're so concerned what someone thinks about something like that, they, they must have a tough life. You probably, they probably have a real high anxiety. Apparently so. You know what? But Oh, Brian. Brian loves it when I talk psycho babble. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you sure? <laughs> he looks the oh, real favorite. But, um, yeah, I mean, Brian, you actually did hit the nail on the head. Part of it is the the judge the judgment they make on themselves um, might actually be the judgment they make on others as well. So it's, it's that perfectionism is definitely the problem there. Yep. Yep. Agreed. I know a little something about anxiety and worrying what everyone thinks at all yeah. times. As do I. Oh, so nice. speaking of speaking of perfection, let's move on to our our regular feature, Robin's random banana road fire thoughts of the day. <laughs> so bring your psycho babble and drop it on Brian's head right now, Robin. Oh. Yeah. Well, today I'd love to talk to you about um, holes in the sheet, which is something that I'm, I'm dealing with right now. But that's going to go way too far, way too many uh, euphemisms. But I is thought this I'd some share weird with religious story that you're about to. No, um, no, it's actually paper talk. But that's why I like to say it because we talk about holes in the sheet, um, <laughs> and it's paper manufacturing talk. Um, that can have so many different meanings for people that aren't in paper. But um, I, I digress. I, I, I did want to share just a little story since it is Christmas time and we talk about Christmas musicals. And, and uh, I, was, I was cast in a Christmas musical right out of college. And um, I went, it was a touring production of A Christmas Carol. It's about the same script of the one that, that comes around here quite a bit. But anyway, um, I, I was young. I was naive and all that jazz. But anyway, I followed a boy, a boy to go do it. Oh, no. Yeah, We're so already I followed the first a, danger sign. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> so I followed a boy. The boy was already with this theater company. 
And uh, so I, he was the technical director. And so I followed this boy up there to do this one show. Of course, he had had a girlfriend on the side already in the, the theater company. But I was like, no one puts Robin in the corner. And, and we did, you know, I'm still going up there. I'm still going to do it. Um, and, and he's still technical director, even though the relationship had some issues. But anyway, um, I was ca- I was like just in the chorus. I mean, it wasn't a huge role or anything. And I, number one, had the following things happen during this a two-week span. I caused Tiny Tim to get stitches because he ran into my plate of cookies that I was dancing in the opening number. Um, it was God rest ye merry. Oh, he needs to go to the ER. Um, during um, during a, a costume change, I felt I fell downstairs behind the stage, and the heel popped off my character shoe, one of nice. my characters. So I had to do the entire second act in the 1990s equivalent of Crocs. <laughs> those are the shoes I had. The yep. cro- they were the jellies. Crocs. They were almost jellies. And then, because I had never been in a high doll, you know, a a production that had um, as much money for costumes as this one did. I mean, this was a big, big budget for costumes. Uh, And I'd never had a wig that was a full wig. I had always had someone doing my hair um, or I was doing my hair in the character because I had long hair, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so I'd never had a wig. So I didn't know to pin my wig. And dress rehearsal in which the girl, the side girl, uh, was in the audience. Um, A man lifted me for a dance lift in one of the numbers and my wig flew halfway across the stage and I finished, finished the entire scene with that, you know, that, that hair cap, wig cap that you look kind of like, those huggies and all the cash in the drawer. Yep. Type gas gas station robberies, yeah, yeah. That's good. You went yeah, during my so guess on the whole thing. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was. That was. I don't think humbling is quite the word. I think that I look on it now, and I think it was really, really funny. Um, but it, it was it was tra- it was a tragedy. It was a tragedy. Well. I'll say your tragedy made for a tremendous banana road fire story of the day. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and it was a Christmas show. That was tremendous. I mean, <laughs> Christmas shows are already, they're already weird enough to be. Well, in. and we went up to, and our last show was in Anchorage, Alaska. And the, the, the contract writer, you know, it was, we went up to Anchorage, Alaska, and we would do the matinee and the evening show, right? And they're performing Arts Center. Well, the contract was you need to feed us between a matinee and a night show because we can't really leave the, the space, right? Right. And they fed us after the matinee, fed us dinner before the night performance, and we all uh, 50% got food poisoning. Oh, no. Yes. So there were numbers in which there were numbers in which um, you might have a dance partner, you might not. 
And I was like, finally, one time my dance partner comes in, I was like, what, you know, the music is playing our dance. I was like, where have you been? As I'm like doing my stuff on myself. And he was just like, oh, darling, it's just about the diarrhea. And everything was, it was the truth. People were puking off stage. It was absolutely dreadful. Oh my no. gosh. Well, that's, yeah. two, that's two pods in a row. We've had a throw up story. So that's yep. pretty yeah. I just don't think we should eat. But anyway, that was my, <laughs> and, um, and then next time I'll tell you why, why I, after my UPTA auditions in one of those years, I officially retired from professional theater following my UPTA experience. Oh yes. Please save that. Cause that's saving good. it. Not good for you at the it's time. It's a good story. Good I've story. heard it before. Um, <laughs> it's a great story. One question I have. So this show you were talking about, it closed in Anchorage. Where did it originate from? Um, so there were three companies. So it was a, so what's, what was interesting? This is how the, the story goes. So it's a Christmas carol and it was a, a musical version that um, these people, when they wrote it and they formed it, this production company started taking it across the nation. Well, then they had a falling out, the, the partners did. So the partners split and said, I'll take the north half of the country and you take the south. So um, the, our production company only did shows above the quote unquote Mason-Dixon Mason line, Dixon. if you will. Yeah. Missouri, so from Maine all the way to Alaska, and then the this other company, which I think was the one that may, might have come to somewhere here in Memphis, uh, had the southern part of the country. And so there, for the northern part, for the, ours, there were three different touring companies, and I was in the West Coast tour. So um, we went, and, and this is what's so beautiful in the West Coast tour, is we went to um, St. Louis, Chicago. Um, or West Coast. <laughs> yeah, and then Anchorage, Alaska. It was kind of, We went to Kansas. We didn't go nice. west, west coast, but Anchorage was the, the big sit down for us. We were there I, a week. I just heard you say that. I'm like, I can't. I mean, I'm sure it's not the only one that's ever done that. I I can't imagine saying, yeah, we're closing the tour in Anchorage. I, mean, I know, usually I know. Oh, the shows are closing in Seattle or LA or Denver or something like that. I mean, saying that you were West coast, it makes more sense to say a lot to Alaska. I guess Chicago's on the West coast of Lake Michigan. So maybe you <laughs> could say, okay, that's a West coast of sorts. Yeah, we did Chicago. We did. Uh, it, it didn't make that much sense. Um, but we, the wet, our quote unquote West coast, the, the uh, the money was, of course, <clears throat> the sit down in, in Anchorage. So even the other two companies would go and do, you know, two day runs or special one day runs or something somewhere. But ours was really all about the Anchorage trip. Okay, well, I guess at least you've been to Alaska, so. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> so, um, no, it's a great story. I can't wait to hear the other one. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Brian's heard it, so he can laugh through it. Uh, moving on from there, 
it's time for Christina's sexist and or racist casting call corner. Bring it, it, Chrissy T. I eat. Okay. Music is cued, so. Okay. This is for um, a super fulfilling, I'm sure, role called Amanda Goodhue. Um, oh, good lord. Yeah, you're gonna want to. You're gonna want to submit for this one, ladies, because it sounds very well rounded. Um, and very fulfilling. Already so. intrigued. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like um, a really meaty role. 24 to 35, female. A flirtatious okay. woman who often displays ample cleavage. Oh. Mm. I guess okay. that's important. She okay. has... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she has a passion for the finer things in life, believing that attracting rich boys is one of the few ways a woman can succeed. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, not any Dirty. tropes in that casting call, huh? It really seems like something you can sink your teeth into as a professionally trained actress. <laughs> you know, I personally know that uh, this is the kind of thing I spent a lot of time, money, and energy preparing for in this world. Yeah, glad you got a degree so you could try out for things like this. For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. It's, uh, you know, all that checkoff training. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so that you could go really? display ample cleavage and <laughs> attract rich boys <laughs> think that that's the way to make it through life uh, uh, you know um, just you know yeah. objective objective attracting rich boys tactic ample cleavage Yeah, it's all there, right there Stanislavski the would be proud yeah, <laughs> right up there in the buffet platter of, you know, bad casting calls. It's a really juicy role, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, right. don't submit for things like this. Yeah, please also, don't. Also, be, be better, world. Be, <laughs> be better. better. Um, yeah. Let's work on better, <laughs> but also best would be cool, I guess. And so, I guess it's... How hungry do you have to be, right? Because I mean, uh, that's the thing, right? You know, sometimes a bitch needs a job, and like, you know, it's not always the most fun or gratifying. But if if it's a paycheck, I'm not here to like blame anyone for taking a job. Yeah, I mean, Mama I, does have to eat. So. It is not on actresses to be better than this. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, whoever wrote this casting call uh, was probably not a lady, number one. <laughs> uh, and definitely isn't one that's trying to like survive and get work. So I feel like with some of these casting calls, for anybody who listens to my dad wrote a porno podcast, these like get oh, into that God. level of you know where you know there's a man writing something that clearly doesn't understand anything about women i mean like literally sometimes i'm like have you ever talked to a woman like ever yeah do you do you know any is this well and also realize that a woman is a human and it's not a, like I a know totally different sounds, species dude i know it sounds crazy i really do but uh <laughs> yes that's correct 
It's just like a man, a human, but with different body parts. It's like a person, <laughs> um, you know, like a human person with you. But what I really like that you said, what, what I love that you said, Christina, was that it, and I can't remember, I thought it was really beautiful what you said, but the gist was it's not on the actor that, that takes that role. Absolutely not. No. Um, and, and that's, uh, that's what's so hard sometimes as, as artists, uh, you know, you look and you make, you judge other people, well, you know, whether they're in visual arts or theater arts, well, why yeah. does it take a job to paint that sign, you know, yeah. or. There yeah. are like, there are lines, like, for example, um, when you start taking roles from other people then we can have a conversation about your responsibility in taking a shitty role um, or a good role from someone that deserves it. For example, this is always my example because I've seen it happen uh, here, is uh, if you're white and you audition for West Side Story and someone offers you the role of Maria uh, and you take it, it's not just your problem, but now you, you're actively the problem too. But, uh, you know, that's a whole different ballgame. In general, like, lift up writers of different genders and ethnicities and walks of life. And, um, you know, we need more people writing roles for women of all kinds. It's not on actresses to change that. They're not the problem. Yeah, that's what I say. Act, I mean, actors and actresses, I mean, they got to eat. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. I definitely think, though, that's what the writers were trying to do with uh, the the Monday after the miracle. So, <laughs> <laughs> trying to eat, <laughs> um, create roles. Just choked for on my wine. <clears throat> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> nice, uh, nice reference to our previous discussion. That was our callback. Yeah, uh, that was Tuesday after the nightmare is what that show was called. That, that's the end of your high school essay where you go, in conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> Monday after the bullshit, I mean, miracle. was. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, so, but I, yeah. love that. I love your take on that, Christina. Yeah, that was good. Speaking nice. of miracles, it's time for Brian's favorite feature, Wild dad and jokes. Zany Dad Jokes. Yes, let's the music. keep it very poignant. Yeah, bring it home here, Brian. Huh? These better be good. All right. It's my, my time, especially. Uh, and I'm very excited to bring you these jokes today. <laughs> An honor and a privilege to hear them. <clears throat> so, I uh, went on a date last night with a girl from the zoo. It was great. She's a keeper. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. What is Christina's facial expression now? Is the question. Angry would be my guess. Is your head in your it's hands? Full of wine. <laughs> she no. just poured a glass of wine on her head. <laughs> just, we're just chugging. To no. douse those flames. <laughs> okay. To the uh, to the man in the wheelchair who stole my camouflage jacket. Oh. You can hide, but you can't run. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Zing. Okay. Dad becomes such a bleep hole. That's what I want to know. Well, then, ableist. You mean asshole? (laughs) Beep. So do you want to hear the one, one of the worst ones I've ever seen? 
Yeah. I do. Okay. Yes. I, I acknowledge this one's bad. <laughs> a sheep, a drum, and a snake fall down a cliff. Badum yeah. <laughs> Lovely. I like that. Wow. Robin's going to use that with her husband later. Mm. <laughs> hey, Steven, listen, I got this great joke. <laughs> I know. Oh. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, you know, Newcastle football, but no. I know. That's There's a good some joke, soccer too. Drama, um, too, right now here, here in Memphis. Uh, yeah. Just about to play or not to play, right? Yeah, just a lot of sports that way. But hey, they got to oh. make money, so they're going to press with these sports. <laughs> That's for sure. So yeah, th- those were some uh, some choice ones there, Brian. So thank you. You really welcome. brought the Friday pain you're, on those. You're welcome, everyone. So Did not say thank you. <laughs> well, no, I can't yeah. accept your you're welcome for that. Yeah. <laughs> Some bottle of wine just just took a huge hit because you dropped those jokes. It's actually a box. Okay. So, uh, jokes on you. Nothing says it like a box of wine. So. That's what I'm saying. So now it's time for uh, any closing rants sponsored by Jimmy the Cock. So who's got a rant for today? Mm. Mm. People, please stay safe. I. Dear world, can we stop transmitting COVID to one another? Uh, it's ridiculous. I, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's a that's yeah. a good running rant. Yeah. So. That would probably also be my rant, but um. I will say I, I've got I a rant that, about is- that daily. <laughs> I've got a rant that is totally first world problem, but here it comes. So when I go through an effing drive through to get food, which I do more often than I should, Mm. but when you go through the drive through and I'll admit I've had to do this once or twice, but I will say, and it may sound self-righteous and that's okay because I'm an asshole. Um, (laughs) I have never had the temerity to say, you know what? I forgot to order something. I'm going to order it now at the window. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's not if a I haven't, That's... It, If you forgot, get your effing ass back in the line and order again. Because okay. too late, you just went through once. So today, I get in line behind someone with my son in the car who's heard me dog cuss a million drivers in his life. One of his first words he ever said, not the first, but one of the first was me yelling shit ball at someone and he repeated <laughs> it. So I'm proud of that. His mom is not, but <laughs> get in a line and some lady in front of us, not only is giving cash and demanding that she get her change, which we're in a coin shortage. So everywhere I go that I give cash, I mean, it's like, just give me the bills. I don't need the coins. Um, right. Uh, it's, you know, she's demanding she get her chain. So she, I can hear this because I roll the window down because I'm getting angry and she's saying, can I add on this and this? No. To Mm-mm. it. No. But was it cannot. significant or was it like just a Diet Coke? No, this was a whole nother meal. Mm-hmm. Can oh, I add funny. another number two onto my meal? 
Like, no, I'll show didn't. you a number two. Um, and Are you shit on I told her? my son. Poop on her face? Well, I told my son. I <laughs> said, here's the... Because he's like, what's going on? And I'm hearing enough of it to know what's going on. And I see... You know when you are behind someone in the drive-thru and you don't see the, the drive-thru worker's face, but you see their arms coming out the window? I see long sleeve shirt come out the window. And I said, Carson, that's my older son's name, that's the manager because they're in a long sleeve shirt. Man or woman, I don't care who it is, the manager just stuck their arms out the window. And sure enough, we pull up to the window, there's a manager there, and there's two other drive-thru workers there. And the manager immediately is saying, I'm sorry for the delay. We had a little issue in front of you. Sorry. And I'm like, hey, not you. I get it. And the drive-thru worker is smiling at me nicely and says, your total is X. And I say, okay, sorry you had to deal with the person in front of you. And they said, did you hear all that? And I said, enough to know what was going on. And they said, yeah, I'd, I really wanted to help her, but she was adamant that she was not going to go back around the line. And I just took a deep breath and said, I feel for Please you. Please tell me this wasn't Chick-fil-A, where the line no, is like... it wasn't Chick-fil-A. It's, yeah. Got it. Yeah, the line is always out in the street. No, it yeah. was another another establishment. Oof. Uh, I but can't with that. I, if you forget to order something, that's on you, not on the rest of us waiting the F behind you. Go around right. again. It's Deal with it. That's my rant. Thank you, Jimmy. That's, that's a pretty big rant. Yeah. Yeah. If I get yeah. rolling, I, I don't shut up, obviously. So <laughs> that's my rant. Cool. Okay. Anybody else? I mean, Paul, do you think that? You, can you forgive them, Paul? No, not the I have a happy rant. I can say something nice. Okay. You love your it. house. What else? I, oh, I love my house. Um, when the barn's ready, Brian and I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll bribe you with wine. How's we that? have already finished our tech for Miracle, which nice. is awesome. And it was super smooth. And it's a really cute show. And I love my cast. Like, oh, good. That's awesome. I really like them. And it sounds like a segue so into a plug. Would it you is like kind of a plug, something? but more I was just going to say that I really, it's been a really fun show to work on for a show that is not, not like something I would have just normally been like, I am passionate about doing this today. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I would, precious, though. I would like one really of you guys precious. to plug it, so please plug it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Miracle on 34th Street. Opens next Friday. <laughs> you know, I haven't been plugging it because I'm afraid we'd run out of seats. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. because you don't read your emails. Well, there's that too. Oh, bada bing. Yeah, I mean, no, that was fake. I would say <laughs> if you have people that you really want to invite to see it, do that first. Invite them, secure tickets and then plug it yeah it, it will we've, fill up we've sold uh, about a, a show's worth of tickets today yeah, i was gonna still, say we still plenty of availability with every show we would like well, full sales but we've had good yes, sales please. so that's good i mean good 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 it's really oh, really and, and sweet we're, we're not getting the matinee sales for schools this time either yeah that's true yeah mm. true 
Mm -hmm. So sales are are doing good today and come out and see it. It opens next Friday. Like Christina said, it's really, it's only like a little over an hour and there's no intermission and it's just super sweet. Like, I mean, I feel like you have to be kind of a a complete Grinch to not like have a good time. I better not watch it. Um, (laughs) and I'm going to tell you, it's been a saving grace for our family and, uh, to have something positive um when we haven't seen our family and been able to get out you know going on a year now um and just to have the outlet and that's what that's what this this place is so special for that's good thank you Tina. yeah yes i mean we we definitely appreciate that we had we can do things like this it's especially in times like this, I mean, to be able to put on any programming, but especially something that hopefully puts a smile on people's face. I mean, honest to God, it's, they're so good and, and so sweet and sincere that I feel like you have to be a grade A monster to not smile at them. (laughs) Even when we were able to put on Annie Get Your Gun as a student production back in August, I enjoyed watching that and I I saluted the kids for trooping through it. And oh, they was, were. Yeah, it was great. Yep. So, so looking anyway. forward to seeing this one. I, so we have we we plug that we have that as a a great Christmas show, and we have Saturday matinees along with our normal Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday matinee shows. So, yep. call the box office. Please. You know, ask for tickets, and yep. we also have. I'll plug a. We have a. Uh, called carols and cheer next thursday night here at gct out in the parking lot we're going to have uh at least one food truck hopefully two uh providing you know some food and refreshments and whatnot and we'll have uh one of the the acapella choir from houston high school locally doing uh, dressed up as in their christmas carol dickens type garb and singing some uh holiday songs for everyone for a while so come out and enjoy that for a few minutes for the whole time starts at five thirty next Thursday and $5 to get in children under 10 are free. Are we doing it inside or outside? Outside. outside. That's what so I thought. Dress warm. Okay. And dress warm. Dress yes. warm. But it's because we're outside, we can do a lot of spacing and people can enjoy themselves. And like I said, hopefully we'll have some, uh, some good grub and uh, drinks for you to enjoy. Not alcoholic, of course, but, you know, come out and enjoy it. It's a little bit of cheer in this, uh, this you know, this season, and especially during this year when we need any cheer we can get. So, amen. Anybody got any closing thoughts? No. Not me. Okay. <laughs> I've got Robin. our closing music ready to go. You just let me know when. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. So, <laughs> oh, I'll add that in later, later too. But go ahead and play it. So uh q music so we thank you for joining us today uh we'll have at least one pod next week maybe two we'll see how the schedule goes and we'll talk some more christmas themes and some normal features uh that everybody's come to love we hope and uh give us a like give us comments pass it along to your friends brian's got a big smile on his face so glad you could join us thanks so much bye bye